Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mudiwa Gavaza, and for today we get into an outlook around uh, the budget that is expected to be delivered uh, by National Treasury next week. Finance Minister Inoku Gondongwana is expected to take the stage and uh, run us through how government is looking to fund its activities for the next year, uh, what are going to be the major priorities, and um, you know what are the things that we should be expecting in terms of uh, state finances. This is off the back of the State of the Nation address that President Soromaposa gave last week and uh, obviously he gives the big overview and then uh, after that we then get uh, different uh, ministries giving us uh, the finer detail into how the bigger vision is going to be achieved in the various departments and next week it's going to be the National Treasury's turn. To unpack, you know, all of this and to give us a view, we are joined by Patrick Butelezi, who is um, an economist over at Sunlam Investments. Patrick, greetings to you today. Greetings to you too and all the listeners. Thank you so much for being with us today, Patrick. Perhaps before we uh, get into, uh, you know, next week's budget, everyone, you know, by now had uh, either listened to or has at least gone to, you know, see what was said at the SONA last week. Your impressions of the SONA simply because uh, those are, you know, pronouncements from there do lead into what the finance minister says next week. So uh, your impressions of uh, the president's uh, SONA address last week? No, my, my impression of the SONA, I think what was uh, important was that the president uh, declared uh, the state of I mean, the national disaster, um, which is uh, something that indicates that uh, government is, is serious about dealing with the issue of, of electricity. We know that electricity crisis has been constraining her economic growth. So that was very, very important. And we're hoping by declaring uh, the national state of disaster uh, that in terms of the speed in which they have been moving in trying to, to resolve the crisis, they will move very fast. And then I, I, I think linking that with, 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 with the budget, um, I think one expects to see what the president indicated uh, coming through in the budget in terms of a number of supports so that we, we are able to see uh, ESCOM turning on the light. I think there was one, 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 one important uh, element uh, that came through uh, for, for, for me from, uh, from, from the SONA, uh, but also other, other issues, um, uh, issues around uh, unemployment, which, which is very serious. Um, and then uh, on, on, on unemployment, what, what came through, I mean, the issue of uh, uh, trying to support small businesses, because I mean, small businesses are an engine uh, for, for economic growth. So, yeah, I, I think one would, would want to see that coming through very clearly uh, from, uh, from the budget in terms of what kind of, of, of support uh, small businesses will, will, will get and also in terms of taxes uh, that will be unveiled uh, to, to, to support uh, high levels of, of unemployment, especially uh, on, on, on the youth uh, side. 
You know, when uh, when you look at uh, the issues, there's always, you know, some common themes. Uh, South Africa's big problems, poverty, inequality, education, unemployment. They continue to be big themes. And I'm sure all of that feeds into the wider economy and the issues that uh, the government is going to be looking to tackle in the coming year. What I do find interesting is the fact that uh, you are probably... Uh, the second or third person that we've spoken to since the sonar who has at least said, okay, fine, it's a good thing that we have a state of uh, disaster in place. So I keep finding that interesting that at least from a signaling point of view, um, the market is receiving that as you know something positive to say that government actually recognizes the fact that things are really bad, and then they've uh, you know pulled this particular lever to say okay fine uh, you know we now have a state of disaster. Am I reading that correctly in terms of uh, inter- interpreting that? Yeah, it, it is a crisis. I, I think the issue with the Lord shedding it, it, it is a crisis and declaring it as the national state of, of, of disaster, obviously will allow the state to move faster. So how they use the, sta- the national state of disaster, there is, there is something else. Um, but it is a crisis. Um, but we are hoping, um, I mean, we are hoping that they, I mean, they move very fast. They take advantage of declaring uh, the national state of disaster. And if they use it effectively, I think it, it can uh, help in terms of dampening, uh, I mean, the, the impact that we have seen I mean, in, 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 rec- in recent years. So it's something that can be positive if it's used uh, effectively, of which we are hoping that it will, I mean, the budget should, should, should unveil uh, some, some of those details. Uh, back in the day when I was in, 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 in school, we when we were learning economics we had a course called essay essay economy uh where you basically we got to um study um economic policies literally from the 1970s up until up until uh around the early 2010s and uh, one of the things that becomes you know quite clear is the fact that a lot of well laid out and intentioned plans are always, you know, put in place when it comes to economic policy in South Africa. But um, like you said, execution tends to be another issue. And hopefully we won't find ourselves, um, you know, repeating the cycle uh, this time around when it comes to that uh, state of disaster, especially around uh, load shedding. The, the situation is different. You know, we've liberalized the market. And, uh, you know, there are signs that government is taking on more of uh, uh, more of ESCOM's debt. Uh, but next week, leading into that uh, budget, what are you expecting the finance minister to actually say? Because there isn't a, the, we don't really expect surprises this time around. We just want the core issues, load shedding. We've, you and I have literally spent this entire discussion today talking load shedding. That's, I think that's at the top of everyone's, um, what you call this, everyone's list. Uh, any levers that you think the finance minister can pull to you know, get to keep things moving in that, in that light? Yeah, I, 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 think, I think what one can expect, uh, we, we can expect to see a finance minister uh, giving us an indication in terms of or the support that we'll give uh, when it comes to uh, funding ESCOM so that 
ESCOM can be able to buy diesel and keep the lights uh, and keep the lights on, which is which is which is something that will probably help. And 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 I think that will play an, an, an important role because what we have seen in the lights of the, the very uh, intensive load shedding at the beginning of the year and late last year, we have seen uh, people reducing economic growth forecast. So, uh, so I, I mean, with, with, with the support to keep the lights on, so I think it's something that will help to improve a economic outlook somewhat. Uh, but of course, the national treasurer will definitely have to reduce uh, the economic growth forecast. I mean, because in, in October last year, when they presented the MTBPS, they were expecting economic growth of around uh, one 1.4 percent uh, this year probably that will have to that will have to come down uh, and, and and also I, I think what we have seen uh, over the past couple of years we have seen revenues uh, doing relatively better than than expected uh, I mean even this year uh, looking at the incoming data revenues are still uh, doing relatively better. And expenditure is, is even tracking lower. I mean, it's tracking lower than what was what was budgeted for. So, which which means, in terms of the uh, the deficit numbers, they're still tracking uh, in, in line with with the budget. But I think moving forward, it's going to be uh, very difficult uh, taking into account expenditure pressures that we are. I mean, that we are discussing. Uh, government have to provide in terms of diesel and also. The uh, finance minister will also unveil uh, how is that that transfer going going to uh, how is it how is going to happen and how much we believe between two hundred and two hundred and 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 fifty billion, which is very significant. Uh, uh, finance minister will will, will 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 provide those details in terms of how long is is that going to play out, but probably it may not be done in just one year, probably something that can be done in two in two years or so, but uh, we'll wait and, and, and see. You know, 200 uh, to 250 billion, that is, a, that is a large number. And I was busy doing some quick maths in my head because that's roughly, you know, I'm going to call it 10 or 15%, if not more, of what SARS takes in in a year right which is uh, which is a huge number for the economy and i wonder what type of uh, what type of ramifications something like that has um for government's ability to raise debt on the other side if they take on this debt or at least guarantee it uh the the, the bonds you know what does that do to south african bonds what does that do to south africa the government going out imf or whatever it is i do wonder you know from that point of view when you're looking at uh, something like the budget or so now there's usually a view that a person is looking at it from uh, you can be a consumer you can be a business you can be government um one of the things that we would be keen to get a sense on is as people that are in the investment community what are some of the signals that uh, tend to be you know looked out for because when things are being reported i think sometimes people hear certain phrases like oh um you know after the president spoke or 
after the budget, there was, you know, sentiment went up and up or down, you know, in the market. And some people might want to fully understand, you know, what that means. Because for some, you just hear a speech and then, you know, two days later you hear, oh, the things that were said there, they actually caused the markets to go up or down. So what are some of the signals um, that the investment community is likely looking out for when it comes to the budget next week? Okay, so they'll be looking for credibility. Um, I mean, the, the assumptions that are used for the budget, because the budget, unfortunately, because it's forward-looking, it uses assumptions. So the assumptions that are used on, on, on economic growth are being uh, feasible. So the credibility of, of, of the budget. And also, they are looking at the sustainability. Uh, sustainability. So... Uh, they will be looking at um, to see whether the finance minister is still committed to fiscal consolidation. So by fiscal consolidation, that is reducing the budget deficit. Uh, because the budget deficit from where it's coming from, especially if you look back in 2020, uh, during the pandemic, uh, budget deficits widened very sharply towards uh, 10%. And during the MTBPS, they reduced uh, the budget deficit very sharply and to about 3.3% of GDP by uh, 2024 to 2025. But I mean, with the economy, uh, I mean, I mean, with, with, with the economy under, under, under pressure, so I think investors will be looking very closely in terms of what are the underlying uh, assumptions and whether a, a budget deficit that is still sticking to budget deficits and what is happening to, I mean, to government debt. So, for instance, if you add uh, ESCOM debt to government debt, it will add about, say, 3% or 3% plus uh, to the national debt. So that will increase, that will increase government debt. And then by increasing government debt, it means then debt servicing cost as well will also will also will also go up. And debt servicing cost already is very high, so it's expected debt servicing cost uh, was expected to increase to about 4.8 of 4.8 percent of GDP by 2025 2026. I mean, if you add this 200 200 billion, obviously that will push debt servicing cost uh, higher. So which means for government. Um, to run a budget deficit, to, to run a budget, a primary budget surplus, you will have to cut spending or, or raise or, or, or raise revenue. And then what is happening currently in terms of revenues, we've been benefiting from the terms of trade. But now terms of trade are coming down because of fears of global recession. So the control government only have a control on on, on on expenditure side, which is very difficult. I mean, given all all these pressures, for instance, I mean the biggest expenditure item is wages, and we know last year the agreement they didn't reach the agreement last year. Um, the unions are currently threatening to uh, are currently threatening to strike, uh, and, and and the workers are demanding about. 10% because cost of living remains very high. Inflation is, 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 is very high. So how they manage expenditure is, is going to be very important because you have, you have that. So 
and also you also have uh, grants. I mean, grants. The president in Sona indicated that grants will have to increase by inflation, and inflation is is, is currently is currently high. So there's significant pressure. Um, on the expenditure side, whereas on the revenue side, I mean, whereas on the revenue side, you have terms of trade uh, coming down, which is putting pressure on revenues. Also, economy is not expected to grow a significant because of, I mean, because of because of because of load shedding. So it's it's, it's going to be uh, a difficult one. Yeah, certainly a difficult one. And there's a lot of factors that, uh, you know, you just uh, mentioned there from debt, um, what ESCOM's debt does, you know, for the national deficit all the way to um, uh, what's going on um, in terms of uh, inflation. And perhaps that's where we can end off today's discussion because um, there's a whole basket of things going on that the finance minister is likely looking to looking to balance uh, on the expenditure side and and on the revenue side and with the way that things are going right now you could almost say you could almost see that the most control that they have is on the expenditure side um, yeah, <laughs> whether we like it or not, that's where the most leeway is on the expenditure side and how they balance some of these things is going to be crucial because you make certain budget decisions today. And then, you know, it has a cascading effect later on. I mean, three years ago, when um, when the social grants that you sw- you spoke about just now, the, the relief came into effect for COVID-19, it was seen as a temporary measure. But now it seems that it's literally become a, a permanent line item uh, that the government, you know, needs to be accounting for. So as we end off then, Patrick, that uh, you, you, you mentioned the word inflation. How are you guys uh, viewing inflation, you know, through 2023? There's a lot of thoughts out there to say that some people are of the opinion that uh, when it comes to interest rates, uh, they've done what they needed to do. We've probably reached the last. uh, Some people think we've got one more 25 uh, basis point uh, hike. Others think that, okay, fine, maybe this is it. We're done now. Uh, But if you look externally, the U.S. Fed has indicated that they're going to keep pushing things up. So it's a, it's a mixed bag, uh, you know, your view on inflation. Yeah, our, our view on inflation uh, is, is that inflation has peaked. It, it peaked by around July uh, last year, um, around seven around 7.8%. But now uh, our, our concern is, is that returning within the target band um, and staying sustainably, especially closer towards uh, the midpoint, uh, it may prove very difficult. Um, because what we are we are seeing on, on inflation, of course, this year um, we we expect inflation to average about five point seven percent. But in that five point seven percent, we have inflation returning within the target band by by mid year. But staying at around five percent in the Reserve Bank, I mean, is is very committed in uh, bringing inflation expectations towards that four point five four point five percent. So um, we don't think the Reserve Bank is done, but we believe that they are very close. So we, we think another twenty five basis points uh, is still. On, on, on the card, 
with the risk for for more but i mean that will depend on um what uh, i mean what the federal reserve bank is, is doing because the fed matters matters a lot for for south africa south africa is a, a small open e- e- economy so what the fed is doing tends to have a, a direct impact on you know currency and, and their intent you know on, on, on our inflation so we we, we think we, we we are not done, but very close. Another 25 basis points with the risk uh, for more. We believe that after these 25 basis points, they, they, they can wait and see because uh, interest rates tend to impact the economy with, with, with a lag. It's already they've hiked uh, significantly. If you take into account what they've done since since November uh, of, 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 of last year, so next year uh, we we have inflation uh, at, at about 5.1 percent, and I think what is also um, keeping inflation just above, I mean just above the uh, the, the midpoint, is electricity tariffs because we were not expecting electricity tariffs to come to come in at, uh, at over at over 18 uh, percent. So that had a negative impact on inflation. Um, and also load shedding directly. Um, I mean, load shedding uh, directly because this is having an impact on the supply side and also on the cost side. So that is why it's making it um, difficult for inflation to slow very quickly. It's making it difficult for inflation to slow uh, very quickly. But overall, as, as, I, as I've said, in terms of inflation, uh, we have peaked. Uh, we expect it to return within the band uh, by mid by mid year, uh, and, and the Reserve Bank we still expect the Reserve Bank to hike by at least another twenty five basis points. All right. So that's been it. It's been a very fascinating discussion uh, looking uh, forward to the budget that's uh, set to be presented by National Treasury next week, um, looking at uh, some of the signals that came through from uh, the State of the Nation address last week by President Suroma Posa and how uh, that is going to filter um, into the budget next week. Uh, the big thing, you know, clearly through this discussion is the fact that uh, load shedding is a huge huge consideration fixing that issue is going to be something that uh, uh, that the state needs to prioritize uh, but also um, we also talked about how the fact that there is a state of disaster uh, that is a good thing it's a good recognition and now it's about capitalizing on that and executing to actually make sure uh, that we can actually get this and wrangle it in always um, always looking to the future and uh, you know one of the things that uh, we ended off talking about is inflation to say that uh, we're likely to see another 25 uh, basis point hike uh, but the inflation did peak and now you know things are slightly um, you know tapering off what remains difficult for both national treasury and the reserve bank is uh, you know just making sure that things are kept in that uh, target band on the one side you want things uh, you know you want things to come down uh, but the npc will like be you know struggling a little bit to get in that five uh, in that 4.5 percent range to make sure that inflation is kept at the midpoint of the target ban 
and then you know inflation uh, being affected in large part by what's going on in terms of load shedding so we wait to see um, what actually comes out of that budget next week what are going to be the pronouncements we don't really expect surprises, but you never know. That's why they're called surprises. <laughs> but we would really wait to see if there's, uh, you know, the detail uh, that National Treasury will be able to give us. So thank you so much. We were talking to Patrick Butelezi, who is an economist over at Sunlam Investments. Patrick, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. This is Mudiwa's Take. Inflation, inflation, inflation. You know, this is one of those things that um, when it first came uh, into effect, you were thinking about global supply chains, the global economy, uh, but more localized in South Africa. This is when you start seeing the impacts um, on the ground of uh, load shedding because you have all of these different costs uh, that people are now having to take on businesses and um, individuals. And that that does a lot uh, to increase uh, the cost of living because if you are a consumer then you have to think about the fact that uh, people are now buying inverters um, you know generators some people are getting into solar um, you know for those that can afford it but even just on the most basic level um, just going out and buying a power bank you know for your phone is a, is an additional power cost and all of those things add to the basket when it comes to uh, the cost of living for ordinary people and when you look at businesses a number of businesses have had a lot of increased costs because they now have to buy diesel for generators uh, a lot of them are now installing solar systems so they're taking on additional uh, power costs in addition to the electricity uh, that they're already paying for to municipalities uh uh, distributors like uh, City Power or, you know, ESCOM, right? So all of that feeds into things. So when you see certain prices going up, I believe a few weeks ago, we spoke about chicken and all of that on this platform um, because of what was going on in terms of uh, um, in terms of load shedding. And we've spoken as well uh, to the telecoms industry uh, around what that does. Telcom came out earlier this week to say that um, 150 million rand additional costs um, were added to their operating cost just because they need to keep uh, the network alive on their end. So all of that uh, then lends itself uh, to higher prices down the line. For now, businesses could um, absorb you know, some of those costs. The households could absorb some of those costs. But if the costs are recurring, as in the case of diesel, right? at least with the things like uh, solar, there's a fixed element and then after some time you know your your cost of operating you know so starts to come down but when you think about things like diesel if you need uh, 400,000 liters of diesel every month then you need 400,000 liters of uh, diesel every month that's not something that goes up or down and in some cases it's a cost that actually rises um, so when we start seeing some of those price uh, pricing elements uh, transmitting uh, through the economy then uh, you have no choice but to actually just accept uh, the reality that's on the ground.
And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight which is a multimedia live production. So for myself and the rest of the team, it is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.